Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Today's topic comes from an anonymous caller who left this message. Hey, Laura. I have questions regarding health savings account eligibility and contribution. I am covered under my wife's employer's less deductible health plan for 2024 as a family coverage. And also, I have selected high deductible health plan through Optum from my employer. And I have selected my wife as well so that I can contribute as a family coverage. So my question is, am I still eligible to make an HSA contribution up to family coverage if I am covered under my wife's less deductible health plan through her employer? Uh, I'm, I really hope that you can uh, provide me an answer for this question. And I really appreciate your all the podcast. I always listen to them and thank you so much for bringing financial security, education, and peace to all the families in this United States. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Laura. Have a great rest of the next year. Thank you. Bye. Thanks so much for the question, Anonymous Caller. Whether you're married or have a domestic partner, the IRS rules for opening, contributing to, and spending your HSA can get a little tricky. I'll explain how to use your HSA as a couple to maximize its benefits. Happy New Year, everyone. I'm Laura Adams, a personal finance author, speaker, and spokesperson. I'm also the founder of The Money Stack, a weekly newsletter and community helping you build your bank account and live rich on your terms. I'd love you to join for free so you can get my newsletter, behind-the-scenes videos, and invitations to special events, like my upcoming workshop on January 11th. It's called Develop Wealth Habits That Guarantee a Rich and Happy Life, and it's the perfect way to kick off the new year. When you subscribe to The Money Stack, you'll automatically receive an invitation to register and save your spot in the workshop. To subscribe, you can visit readthemoneystack.com or my site, lauradadams.com. I hope to see you there. One more thing before we start, a quick shout out to Robin Michelle 9 for a five-star rating and this review. I enjoyed listening to the seven smart ways to invest extra money episode. I love that the information is provided in an easy to understand way and in a concise manner. I look forward to the weekly episodes. Thanks for all you do. Well, a big thanks to you, Robin Michelle Nine. I really appreciate you submitting that review. If you're also enjoying Money Girl, take a moment to let us know by submitting your rating and review. It would mean a lot to me.
All right, let's get started talking about HSAs. This is a really great question that came up. I don't know if I've ever addressed it on the podcast before, but we have done several HSA podcasts recently. Uh, I'll mention there's show 800 called HSAs in 2024, Understanding Changes and Maximizing Benefits, and show 803 called HSA Hacks, How to Optimize Your Health Savings Account. So first, let me back up and say an HSA is a health savings account. It's an account created to help Americans manage and reduce the rising cost of health care. They really have some fantastic tax benefits. They allow you to cut your medical costs, eliminate taxes, and invest your balance in the account for growth. A lot of experts call it the triple tax threat because it's pretty unique. There's really no other account out there with the same three tax advantages. They are, number one, your HSA contributions are tax deductible. Two, your HSA earnings grow tax deferred. And three, your HSA withdrawals are never taxed. So when you take money from an HSA to pay qualified healthcare expenses, and they include a wide range of medical, dental, hearing, and vision costs, those contributions that you put in the account and your account earnings are entirely tax-free, which is amazing. So they're a fantastic account, but not everyone qualifies. So let's talk about who qualifies for an HSA. And this is going to help us get back to our caller's question and the answer to his question. So according to the IRS, to qualify for an HSA contribution, you must meet the following four requirements. Number one, you got to be covered by an HSA-eligible health plan. And I go into more detail in other podcasts about this, but basically it is a high deductible plan. It requires you to pay more out of pocket, and it also gives you lower premiums. So one, you got to have an HSA-eligible plan. Number two, you have to have no other other health coverage except for a policy like disability, accidents, specific illnesses, dental, vision, or long-term care. So the caller right there is going to have an issue, and we'll get back to that. Number three, the IRS says you can't be enrolled in Medicare. So this is typically not an issue until age 65 when you qualify for Medicare. And number four, you can't be claimed as someone else's dependent. And we'll talk a little bit more about that as well. All right. So remember those four things that have to happen in order to qualify for an HSA in the first place. And because the anonymous caller said his wife's health insurance covers him, that makes him ineligible for an HSA. Now, he could easily be removed from his wife's insurance, keep his current HSA-eligible policy, and make HSA contributions. Or he could stay on both health plans and forego making HSA contributions. But I get the idea that he does want the HSA, so he would need to be removed from his wife's insurance. And, you know, it's not an issue of having two health policies. You can have two health policies, but just not uh, to also have an HSA. And what happens when you have two policies is that you've got to use your primary plan first. So his plan, his HSA plan would be his primary policy, and then his wife's insurance that she gets at work is her primary policy 
plan. If that is unable to cover your entire health claim, that's when you would go to your secondary policy. It may cover all or a portion of the remaining costs. However, you're still responsible for things like deductibles and cost sharing, like co-pays and co-insurance. So having two health policies doesn't mean you get covered twice or reimbursed twice, and it doesn't necessarily mean that 100% of your medical expense is, is going to be covered always. So the best decision for the caller on how he should structure his health insurance really depends on how important having a secondary health plan is to him. It could be worthwhile if he's used that secondary policy in the past or expects to use it in the future. However, being removed from his wife's policy will likely save money. It should reduce her premium, and it will allow him to pay eligible out-of-pocket health care expenses tax-free with an HSA. So let's talk more about how to manage an HSA as a married couple. Then we'll also talk about domestic partners in, in a moment. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Hey there, I want to tell you about one of my favorite podcasts, Freakonomics Radio. Every week, host and best selling author Stephen Dubner dives into the hidden side of business economics, and so much more. He interviews CEOs, historians, and Nobel laureates to explore all kinds of topics, like why the best employees can make the worst bosses, and how whales went from being economic engines to environmental icons. If you're a curious person looking to better understand the world around you, you'll find everything you're looking for on Freakonomics Radio. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. When you're married, the IRS considers you a single unit for HSA purposes. So if one or both of you qualify for an HSA, the most you can contribute is the allowable family limit. So having a family health plan means it covers you and somebody else. It could be a spouse, it could be a dependent child, or both a spouse and dependent children. For 2023, if you have a family health plan, so in other words, if you've got yourself covered and somebody else on the plan, the HSA contribution limit is $7,750. That limit will increase to $8,300 in 2024. Now, getting back to our anonymous caller, let's say he becomes eligible for an HSA after being removed from his wife's health plan. If he adds her to his HSA eligible plan, which it sounds like he already has done, he will have family coverage and will be allowed to contribute up to the annual family limit that I just mentioned. The caller's wife is allowed to enroll in more than one health plan. However, the caller is going to pay a higher insurance premium for adding her to his policy. 
Now, let's say you're married and both of you have individual coverage that maybe you're getting in your uh, respective workplaces. Each spouse can contribute up to the annual individual limit, which is $3,850 for 2023. That limit is going to increase to $4,150 in 2024. And if you're over 55, you can contribute an additional $1,000 to your HSA with either an individual or family plan. So let's say the caller does become eligible for an HSA by getting off of his wife's insurance, but he doesn't add his wife to the health plan. He just lets her keep her own insurance at her job, and then he has his own individual plan. That would mean he does you know, not have family coverage. So he could only contribute $3,850 for 2023 if he's under age 55. Now, let's say we've got a situation where one spouse has individual coverage, but the other has family coverage because it includes a dependent. In that case, you're still limited to the family limit as a couple. You can never contribute more than that family limit. And you can put all of it in one spouse's HSA or split it up in any proportion you like to both of your HSAs. Now, let's say both spouses are covered by the same HSA-eligible health plan. This is the case with me and my husband. We're both self-employed, and so we've bought the same HSA-eligible policy. In that case, you can have an HSA in one spouse's name or opt for separate HSAs as long as you don't exceed the annual family contribution limit. And, you know, it does have to be split up like that because you can never have a joint HSA. It's, it's like a retirement account in that respect. All right, now let's talk about using an HSA when you're not married, when you're in a domestic partnership. Since partners are not married, they're two separate entities for HSA purposes. That means if you both have HSA-eligible health plans, you're not a tax-dependent of the other, and you both have somebody else like a child on each of your health plans, you could both contribute up to the family maximum. So you can double up that amount. But when each person in a domestic partnership only insures themselves, you can only contribute up to the individual limit. So this is what's different from being married. The domestic partners each get to contribute up to the family maximum because they're considered individual units. But unlike with a married couple, you cannot pay your partner's eligible medical expenses with your HSA since you're unmarried. Remember, when you're married and you have an HSA, you can spend those funds on yourself, on your spouse, on your kids. Uh, you know, it's pretty liberal how you can spend those funds within the family. But if you're not married, you can only spend those HSA funds on yourself or on your own dependents. And let's say you're in a situation where one partner is a tax dependent of the other. And I don't know how common that is, but in that situation, only the partner with the HSA-eligible health plan could have an HSA and fund it up to the annual family contribution limit. So the HSA account holder could use it to pay for the dependent's eligible expenses in that case. And remember that being a dependent makes you ineligible for your own HSA. HSA. So the partner who is the tax dependent would not be eligible to have their own HSA. 
Now, I mentioned that you cannot have a joint HSA. Each spouse or partner who wants to contribute to one has to qualify on their own, and they have to open a separate account. You can't transfer funds from one HSA to another. However, you can withdraw funds to pay or reimburse eligible healthcare expenses for yourself, a spouse, and dependents, but not for somebody who is not your spouse. Some employers offer HSA matching, which gets included in those annual individual and family limits. But note that whether you get HSA-qualified insurance on your own, like I do as a self-employed person, or through an employer, you can take it with you if you leave a job, you change health plans, or retire. And a great HSA feature is that there's no spending deadline. If you don't have any medical expenses or you just don't want to use those funds to pay those expenses, your balance simply rolls over from year to year. Even if you no longer have an HSA-eligible health plan, you can always spend that balance on qualified out-of-pocket health care costs for you, dependents, and a spouse no matter if you file taxes jointly as a couple or file taxes separately. And note that withdrawing HSA funds for non-qualified expenses, so something like groceries or going on a vacation, means that you do have to pay income taxes on that withdrawal plus a steep 20% penalty. So it's never wise to put money in an HSA that you might need for everyday living expenses. And if you still have HSA funds after age 65, it becomes really similar to a retirement account. You can use it for non-medical expenses without penalty. However, you do have to pay income tax on non-qualified withdrawals. So that's a nice perk, and it's a really great reason to max out an HSA every year, even if you don't expect many medical expenses. If you qualify for an HSA, they're available at many online banks and local banks, credit unions, brokerages, and specialty institutions. And note that if you become uninsured later on, or maybe you switch to a non-qualified health plan, you can still spend your HSA on qualified expenses tax-free. However, you just won't be able to make any new contributions when you're not covered by an HSA-qualified or HSA-eligible health plan. A big thanks again to our anonymous caller. If you have a money question or a show topic you'd like to give me, I'd love to hear it. You can email me using my contact page at lauradadams.com or call 302-364-0308 and leave a message. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, here's to living a richer life. Money Girl is a quick and dirty tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg. Our director of podcasts is Brandon Gaitchus. Our digital operations specialist is Holly Hutchins. Our advertising operations specialist is Morgan Christensen. Our marketing and publicity associate is Davina Tomlin. And our marketing assistant is Cameron Lacey. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30.